Oh. Hey, Mike Will, give me a beat. Mike Yo. Sticks, homie, ate a kid's home. Think what's now, sweat a kid grown. Fly n- I'm in fly mode, take a seat, stupid, you see the sign on. Sorry, doc, it took a long time. Been on tour with Snoop, I was on my grind. Missed a couple calls, Hollywood and all. Tangeray got me feeling like hove, it's fine. <laughs> so I hit the booth for the caffeine show. Smooth D, holla, get at me, though. Hey, cute, nice, running like an athlete, bro. Cook, cook, cold, man. That's what I be, and so be Porsche. Cook, cook, cold, man. Pockets like Big Shirley, that's Martin Mike Hurtcha. Cook, cook, cold, man. Bars be cold, I'll contrast my mercury. Yeah, caffeine on the show, we the best out. There you go, Doc, in your mouth. Money running like water, never drought. Prepare the royal baggage, the king be out. Cars never gonna lease a king be out. Hurry up and buy, old dog, it out. Damn. Hey, Stixie, can't be serious. I'm about to service a shade for five. I'm living this Warren Buffett life. See, I get this wealth. My name is Money Cocksucker. Introduce yourself. Your last name ain't Benjamin. I don't need your help. If you ever block my money, just shoot yourself. Damn. I thought I told you before. This caffeine morning show. Let's go. Yo. Yo, Doc, I told you I got this thing right here, dawg. It's Caffeine Morning Show. Smooth DQ Nights. Porsche, what up? You know what I'm saying? This how we, you know what? See, I flip the bars like a pie. Move a hundred keys out overnight. That mean a hundred wraps in 24. I can sell it for 17.5. That's real work across seas. If rap don't work, I move these. Too metaphoric, then please. Like Swiss beats, I push keys. Don't forget them for Watsy. I deliver. No DiGiorno, no porno. Nigga, by December, Porsche will tell all the girls he fine. But he merry go figure. Just still jumping his DM anyway because he... No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I got you, nip. This is how we do. Caffeine morning show. Blah! AM Caffeine morning show. Hey. It's in a damn building. Hey. 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 Wake your ass up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is. Where did you find a kazoo? <laughs> dog, where did you find a kazoo? I got secrets, dog. AM Caffeine Morning Show, it's your boy DOC. Smooth D in the ones and twos. Uh, Portia Coleman um, isn't, she's not here today because she had to do some Hollywood audition. You know, she thinks she's way better than us, dog. Yeah. She, is, she is, actually. So, yes, yeah, she, is. she is. She is. And of course, uh, DJ uh, Q Nice. What up, what up? Hanging out. So, like I promised you guys on uh, on Friday that we had a very, very special guest today. And I have gone on record to say on a many, many occasions how difficult stand-up comedy is. Mm-hmm. And I think, by far, it's the hardest job in the entertainment industry. Um... And I give props to anyone that not only is a stand-up comedy, a comedian, but does it well. That stand-up comedy is no punk, dude. I have the ultimate respect for um, stand-up comedians. You know, on the AM Cafe Morning Show, we've had Chris, uh, our, our boy Chris Spencer. Right. Um, my man Kev Tate. Like, for some reason, I just gravitate to stand-up comedy, man. And the brother that we have today... 
I definitely consider a legend. And to me, he's special because being from L.A., I seen his maturation Mm. And uh, AM Caffeine Morning Show Vocabulary word of the day I just learned that Maturation Maturation Yeah maturation. Go ahead and uh, ask me to spell it <laughs> um, My man Alex Thomas is in the damn building dude. What up what up what up The funny don't stop yes, And yes. let me tell you Alex Before you even knew I existed I knew who you were mm. We go way back, dog. But as a dancer, like yeah, you yeah. know, like way before I ever told a joke for right, a do- for a dollar, right? We just the same circle, the clubs, exactly. the dance room, Soul know, Train, and the uh, what was the hot clubs back in the day? I uh, mean, I would say Century from Club, Century and, Club, even before uh, then, Hollywood, it was Hollywood Live, Live, which is my Paradise. favorite club. All that we just, it was the same generation, same yeah. loop, right? You know? And it's just crazy, you know. None of be- us knew what we were gonna do at that time. But we just love to dance. Yeah. And there's so many folks that came up from being dancers in L.A. that have gone on to do very special things. Maybe the far side. Yeah. Uh, you know, we all went to junior high and high school together. Fairfax, Derek. Right. Fat Lip. Fat Lip. So the only only fist fight I ever had in all of my school years. Was against Fat Lip? Was with Fat Lip <laughs> in 11th grade because he, tr- he tried to get my girlfriend to smoke a joint with him. <laughs> Wow. So he's just, he was the original. I, I just smoked the butt with your girlfriend. Right. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't like that. <laughs> and we're going to fight because of that. What? At Fairfax High School so in wait, the quad so area. Was it during school, after school, during lunchtime? School, at lunch. What? The old, I'll meet you at lunch. I'll meet you at lunchtime, buddy. <laughs> at 12.15 on the dot. At 12.15 on the dot. That is hilarious. Down. So yeah, we all came up together. No, it's so funny. Somebody in the lobby before I walked in, they're like, what college did you go to, Alex? I was like, dog, I went to college for nine minutes. Right. <laughs> I was the original college dropout way before Kanye. Way before Kanye way did Way before Kanye. So I didn't know what I was going to do them years. But like we're talking about those, it was just that those few years out of coming out of high school, like what am I going to do with my life? Right. Dancing, I knew I wasn't going to be uh, in my 30s dancing. Right, right. Uh, the, the, the one guy out of our little group, out of our little genre that took it to the, to the next level was Oliver. Was Oliver. Yeah, with, with Madonna. And At, when we were Oliver, happy for him. You but know? when he did it, I thought maybe I got a shot. Like, no, exactly, exactly. I, you know, and it was Kenny and Oliver during yeah, that time. Shout yeah, out to Kenny, who's yeah, now yeah. a barber, and he does doc, he Dr. Cuts Dr. Dre. For you. Wow. We were all in the same dance group. So that was my question. <laughs> so right now, if you're from, you know, pay attention. This is about to give you a, a history, history lesson. And definitely for folks that are from L.A., understand there was a, a, a time and an a era. Scene. A scene. A scene in L.A. dance that... Only was in L.A. dance. Nobody else understood Period. the trendy era. And trendy the trendy dance. era was crazy because that's the time where L.A. No, America thought the only thing in L.A. If you're if you're between eighteen and twenty, you was gangbanging. Yeah, you think you're either Crip or Blood. We were so not that. Even though I was born and raised in South Central, right? Half my family's Crips, half is Bloods. Man, I was dancing, dog. Right. Now I tell everybody to show you how far back I go. When I started doing stand up. People like Easy E, Dr. Dre, mm. LL Cool J, mm. Hammer, Guy. Mm. They were like, "Can you cuss on this show?" We no. try not to. Okay, they they, they were all like, "That dude 
tells jokes now. Right, right. You, mm. you tell you, you're a comedian now. Right. They remember me from the dude dancing on Soul Train <laughs> and all the rap videos right. and all that kind of stuff. You know right. what I mean? So, so yeah, Alex, man. what group? What group were you in? The Romeos. You were, I thought you were in the Romeos, dude. <laughs> so that was I, me, Kenny, uh, John, John, Malik, rest in peace, John, Jason May. Uh, let no, this is gonna trip you out. Larry Lewis, who just was the assistant coach for the L.A. Lakers with Byron Scott. Now he's an assistant coach. I forget what team. It, he was actually Man. in our dance group in high school. Hilarious. I was the same height Man. as this dude in high school. <laughs> and then we got out of college. He shot up to like six, seven. Right. He was like a superstar basketball player. But yeah, it was a it was a real crazy mix of L.A. Meaning, you know, the West Side School, like Uni, Uni right. Fairfax, yeah. Westchester. Yeah. You know, Dorsey had some dancers. You know that that scene. Yeah. Just man. like the guys that weren't gangbangers. Right. Right. But man, that scene was so cool. It was so stylish, and Cats was wearing suits and. Bow ties and bow ties because we weren't break dancers. Absolutely, because L.A. was it was different in L.A. Man, that that dance scene, the ultra wave was just so special to me. I I have relationships to this day because of that, and I learned so much about generally all that. The Soul Brothers, the Godfathers, Godfathers, everybody. So shout out to all my trendy day era dancers. So guys, did you guys ever have any battles though? As that's what it was. Oh, that's what it was. It was a that's what it was. It was. was about straight the battle. battle, but see at that time you got to understand. So the East Coast was all about. You got to think we're talking just so to make data, but we're telling some history here. This is eighty five to ninety. Yeah. So that's a generation that was huge in hip hop because mm. at that time the only hip hop was East Coast, Run DMC, LL Cool J, you know uh, Curtis Blow. It was starting here, you know, with the Ice Tees yeah, yeah. and World Class Wrecking Crew, because actually we were dancing to World Class Class Wrecking Crew. Absolutely. Dr. Dre's first song, Dr. Dr. Dre, 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 Dr. Dre. What? That's what we were dancing to. Right. He, he yeah. had that that cruising down the street. It was none of that. It was none of that. You were either listening to LL Cool J, Run DMC, or that that sound Egyptian Lover and Absolutely. all that kind of stuff, yes. where LA was trying to figure it out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh so, God. but the crazy part about that doctor jump ahead those years of me dancing and dancing the Soul Train, that's where I met Rosie Perez. Right, and I want to get into all that because oh, okay. Rosie Perez cussed me out one time. Too. Oh, that's oh, funny. Oh. Um, so Smooth D, do we want to get into a quick mix? Let me yeah, yeah, let yeah. me let folks know exactly the air of music I'm talking about. And if you're from yeah. LA, you'll appreciate this. And if you're not, you're going to understand and get a lesson today exactly. in history. It's my man Alex Thomas, comedian extraordinaire, actor. Got a lot of stuff going on. Hey. Am caffeine morning show. Smoothie yes, in the mix. Let it go, Smoothie.
Dr. Dre, 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 Dr. Dre,
AM Caffeine Warner Show. Alex, what you know about that Come right there? Come on, man. You just brought chills to a brother, man. I just brought back memories, man. <laughs> what? Real talk. We won We won a whole lot of wow. contests off those oh, joints right music. there. Yes. Real talk. Yeah, man. AM Caffeine Warner Show. So, Alex, you graduated from what school? What high school? Fairfax High School. You graduated from Fairfax High School. And then I went to college for about nine minutes. Right. College was, to me, I mean, I went to college for three and a half years. Did you really? uh Yeah, almost four years. What school? Azusa Pacific University. Oh, okay. But to me, it was nothing but a club with books. That's all that was. Pretty much. And that's why I only stayed for nine minutes. Because I was like, okay, dude, this is 13th grade. Right. (laughs) People, that one dude came up to me, wait, wait, wait. But I used to see you up at Northridge. Keyword up right to Northridge. <laughs> I was up you just at Northridge. Just hanging out. Yeah, you didn't see no books in my hand. I was up there for parties and getting at the girls. Right. Yeah. I was trying to figure it out them years, man. I didn't, you know, I figured like, okay, you go to college to learn a trade so you can do something with your life. Right. Uh, there was no uh, comedy degree up there. So at that point, <laughs> when you're. In college for the nine minutes, you knew yeah. you wanted to do comedy. You know what? I wasn't sure at that time. I just know I was silly, and and you know I didn't know that it would eventually become a job. Like in high school, Fairfax, I won class clown, you know, best sense of humor. But it was not like I was trying to do that. Right? That I was, was just like, you. vote for me in June, class right. clown. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It just happened. So when I got to college, I'm just the guy making everybody laugh. But I was a dancer. Right. I I didn't know where I was gonna fit in Hollywood. I just figured dancing basically was my stepping. Stool of being in it and around it. Right. You know what I mean? That's how I knew, you know, BBD. That's how I knew Dr. Dre. That's how I knew mm-hmm. Easy E, rest in peace, LL Cool J, wow. Guy, Tony, Tony, Tony. They all remember me as that dancer dude from Soul Train. Right, right. You know, and right. I was 15 years. You Google old videos, Alex Thomas going down right the Soul up. Train line. I'm like, my, my flat top, high top was higher than Kid Play. Put some tight ass leather pants on. You know what I mean? But that was back in the day. So. When do you realize that... All right, so you meet Rosie Perez. Absolutely. So Rosie Perez and I become, long story short, we became best friends on that show. I was like her little homie. You know what I mean? Right. People used to be like, so did you hit Rosie Perez? I'm like, no, but I hit all her friends. Right. Uh, (laughs) That's how you do it. You get more mileage. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie on that. You know what I mean? I did not. She was my friend, though. But So next thing I know is Soul Train's over. She's like, Alex, uh... I got a job. I'm like, really? What is that? I'm about to do my first movie. I was like, oh, cool. What's wow. the name of it? Do the Right Thing. Mm-hmm. Right wow. with Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. Right when she gets finished with Do the Right Thing, she's like, oh, my God, another job just came up. It's because it's this brand new show. It's going to be with these dancers. And uh, then I was like, what's the name of the show? She goes, it's called In Living Color. Right? Wow. So she becomes the choreographer. For in living color with the fly girls, she needed an assistant. She needed a real dancer dude from the streets that can come help her out. So I, I that was before, obviously before Arthur. Right. So I was I was right before Arthur. Shout out to my homie Arthur. Was Arthur the and then took it to the next level. I right. was like the very very beginning. Right. But there, and I only was there like a year, year and a half. But that's where I met Keenan and Damon. Damon Wayne's and Keenan Ivory Wayne's. They're like, dude, you can dance. We see it, but you have people dying every day. And Rosie was like, that's what we be telling them. I just met my friend out in D.C. And I tell him all the time. You should say, who's your friend? She's like, oh, I just met him on the movie. I mean, what's his name? He's like, Martin Lawrence. Wow. <laughs> so she had just met Martin. Right. Doing, uh, do the right thing. Right. And she was telling him Damn, about, you. about her little homeboy in L.A. that's a dancer. Wow. And we've been trying to tell him to do comedy. Then I met Keenan Ivory Wayne's and Damon. And all I know is. 
I asked Keenan, I'll never forget, I asked Keenan and Damon, they're like, had you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy? I was like, no. They were like, I said, do comedians get paid? They were like, look at us. Well, yeah. <laughs> the rest was history. I think Arthur came in like literally a the week next or two day. later. <laughs> they got me up on stage at the comedy store and the rest was history. And my last dance audition was Remember the Time. Wow. wow. You know, oh, here we you go. Know, wow. With Fatima. Here I'm we go. salty about that here now. And I couldn't get the routine. Wow. It, it was my thing. first time ever, me being a dancer all these years. Couldn't get the routine. We had to have the routine in like five, ten minutes. Right. Damn. And I couldn't get it. And Fatima's my friend. You know, we all were in the same circle. Absolutely. And I couldn't get it. And it's like funny. The week I didn't get that, uh, uh, remember the time video, was the exact same week I started doing stand-up. Dancing was done. Wow. I the rest was it. history. Wow. wow. So... And uh, let me shout out to Robert Vincent Dancer, who was my dance partner, but didn't tell me about the Remember the Time audition. So I'm still upset about I that. I see Robert in the gym three days a week. Right. Well, tell him I'm pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All those dudes took it. I was very happy for Robert, Kenny, you know, Oliver, everybody that took it to the next level. It just, I just knew. You had plateaued. Like he had something else for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you go up for the first time, it, you were kind of uh, pushed a little bit from Keenan and Damon, like. They were like, you should try it. I was like, what am I going to talk about? Like, I had no mm-hmm. idea about taking what I was doing. Your perspective or anything like that. laugh yeah. and freestyle. How do I turn that into a routine? I, I had no idea. Right. And they were like, okay, remember that story you told us yesterday about that? And then that shit you said. Oh, excuse me. Excuse that's that all stuff, good. That, yeah, that yeah, junk, yeah. <laughs> that uh-huh. junk. That junk. That junk. <laughs> that <apple>. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Those shenanigans. <laughs> but you were saying, take that to the stage. So they were the first to make me understand, oh, so you guys kind of write it down. Have an idea before you go up there. Right. And yeah, that's how it happened. Now, I'm going to be honest. I never got booed off a stage, but I experienced hella crickets. (laughs) And I almost think I'd rather get booed than crickets. Because crickets... When nobody says anything, because you don't know what they're at, thinking, yeah, they don't know. If you, you don't know if they're saying kill yourself, right? Go Boy. play in traffic, fall on something sharp. <laughs> <laughs> you have no clue, and it it's a scary, hot feeling up there on stage alone, right? You know what I mean? So yeah, any comic that comic told you he never bombed or never experienced silence, he'd be lying. He'd be lying, right? Because you, you got to figure it out. You don't know where you're gonna go. You know what I mean? So from the first time, when when do you think from your first time going on uh, on stage? Mm-hmm. When do you think you kind of figured it out? Like what your perspective was, um, what your story was that you wanted to tell people to understand? Like how long did it take you to kind of figure that out? You know what, man? I'm going to be honest with you. It took a couple years. Didn't happen at first because, you know, when you first start doing stand-up comedy, you're just throwing out jokes. You don't really have any structure to it. You're just hoping that whatever you say is funny. Right. Mm -hmm. You haven't really figured out how to put your life into it yet. You know what I mean? Because think about it. Like started when I was 20, 21 years old. I didn't, that's 20 years of stories. I didn't figure that out yet. I was just throwing out things that were funny to me and they weren't exactly tying together. When you become more mature in the game, it's like uh, somebody that can write a bunch of ideas on a, state, on a piece of paper versus somebody that can write a script. Right. And make it all make sense. Right. Tie it all together. That took a while, but I was very fortunate, man, because I... A year and a half after I started doing stand-up is when I met Will Smith. Right. Next day, I'm a writer on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air for four seasons. What? How does that happen? So, so my life, my my story, like, I just have one of those right place. My story, man, I right don't place at the, the right time. Dude, that's ever. incredible. I don't have that, oh, I was in it for 30 years, and then what happened? No. <laughs> I got really lucky from being a people person, from meeting the, the from meeting Rosie. 
to meeting the Wayans brothers, who'd end up being a superstar family, to not even two years in doing stand-up. Do you have enough time to tell that quick story? Absolutely, fast? absolutely. Right, it's a long story short. About six, seven months after I did stand-up, not even, not even a full year of doing stand-up, uh, amateur night, I'll never forget it, like mm. it was yesterday, July 7th. 1992, Tuesdays to this day, nine o'clock in the morning, you will see a line around the block. Wow. This is 25 years, years later. Ago. Right. People Man. coming from all over the world to try to become stand up comics. Right. Wow. I was one of those guys. I did it two weeks in a row. And on my second week, I went up, did my little three minutes, <laughs> ripped my little three minutes. I got off stage, and Will Smith was sitting in the front row, like as close as you and me. Got off stage, he was like, yo, man, you real funny, man. Yo, my name is... I was like, I know, I know who, who you are. You, <laughs> you Will Smith. He goes, yeah, man, I got this brand new TV show. I was like, yeah, First Prince of Bel-Air. I watch it every week. I love that show. It had only been on a year at that time. Right. He goes, he goes, yo, dog, do you write? I was like, you got a pen? Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, well, do you think you come down to the show and help us with uh, some funny stuff? So, like, maybe, yeah. like, do some punch like, up, see some, some jokes. funny stuff? Right. And I, I was like, uh, I was like, yeah. yeah. He, like, he said, he said uh, when do you think you can come down? I was like, hold on, let me check my schedule. Uh, uh, now? Now? Uh-huh. Uh, can I get a ride with you? Right. And the rest was history. I was there the wow. next day, and I was there for four years. So I wrote on almost 80 episodes of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air from 93 to 97. Oh, were you ever nervous when, wow. when you started, like, when you were there? Because at Fresh Prince? Yeah. Yeah. But dude, when I tell you, uh, he threw me in a room full of legends and people that wrote shows like Happy Days. Right. Home Improvement. Some of the biggest, Mork and Mindy, and oh, some of the biggest shows well, but, ever. So what, now? The next day, well, like, literally... All- Last night most, I was on a bus. Most of those people, bus. they were mostly all white. Every single one of them. There was one other. Few of his boys were, were writing, but you know, at that time, Will was a young dude that just came from rapping. Now he has a brand new TV show. So one thing I love about that dude, he always put his homeboys on. Right. He always put his people. I was the only dude at the Fresh Prince of Bel Air all those years that was not from Philly. Right. I was the honorary Philly dude. I'm straight <laughs> South Central right. LA all day. I was the only you Philly, Philly dude on that show. So everybody was like. Who, who is this dude? This dude, the right. next day, From he's in the writing room at NBC for a hit TV show. So I had no clue. I never wrote a script in my life. I didn't know anything about structure. None. He just knew I was funny. Right. And I had that. jokes and I could add to this. So that's how it started off. It started out as me just like his personal joke writer. I basically punched up everything on that show. Not to knock any of those writers. Right. They were all professionals. They were A lot of people don't know this. It's a known fact. 99% of well, 85% of all sitcom writers over the years, whether it was Mork and mm. Minnie, Seinfeld, mm. Home Improvement, or Cosby, those were all guys that tried stand-up. Right. Those were all, like, kind of wannabe comedians. Right. And the stage just didn't work out, and they were better writers. They were better writers. Nothing right. wrong with that. Some dudes could perform like crazy and can't, can't write a write. joke. Right. 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 So I didn't knock those guys, but one thing I love Will to this day, if he's listening, God bless you, and thank you, brother. He let me leave every single night. Writers are there, like, 16, 17 hours a day. I got there at 10 o'clock every morning, but he let me leave every single night at 8, 9 o'clock just so I could still stay on stage right. and be a strong yeah. comic, stay still sharp. learn how yeah. to write, still yeah. be a writer on this show, 
he was the first dude to ever give me a check in Hollywood, and he paid me every week. And hey, it just went from hey. it just went on from there. And then after Fresh Prince was over, I did uh, Men in Black and Independence Day. Uh, so you wrote this movie. You wrote on those punching too. up those punching movies. those right punching up those movies. Like a lot of people don't know, Men in Black was supposed to be Tom Cruise and Martin. Wow! Instead of Will Smith and Tommy Lee. Wow! The, the script was already written. You could tell whoever wrote that script, they wrote it with Martin's jokes in mind. Martin's super funny guy, one of the funniest dudes ever, right? But he had his style of comedy. Yeah. Will had his style of comedy. Right. We could tell. So Will took the script to me and was like, "Yo, you could tell the dude wrote this for clearly Martin. For, yeah, Martin. for Martin. He's like, make this funny for me. Flip this stuff and make it funny for me." So that's what I did with Men in Black. That's what I did with Independence Day. So it's great, man. It's, it's, all, it's working. Wow, wow. You get residuals from those? Absolutely, bro. Uh, oh! Fresh Prince, Fresh Prince comes on every day. Let us hold something. Yeah. I've just been low-key a lot of years, Doc. I've just Ooh. flew below the radar. I'm just being honest. I never, you know, I, I don't judge myself on what other people's success is. You know, yes, I never made it to a, you know, uh, Eddie Murphy or Dave Chappelle. Or I love what Kevin Hart's done nowadays. I was one of those dudes that was consistently able to stay working for 25 right. years. I've been on Family Guy for 10 years. People are like, I didn't even know. That's one of the biggest cartoons ever. Right. Did the 300th episode. I did about 60, 70. I'm recurring. I'm not on it every week. But there's a lot of ways to make. But I say all that to say. I'm like that proof There's a lot of ways To make money in Hollywood It doesn't all have to be In front of the camera Right So I've been fortunate To be on some of the Biggest shows ever A lot of the hood classics But if I wasn't on it I was writing If I wasn't writing I was doing voiceovers If I wasn't doing cartoon I was I was doing stand up You know what I mean So there's a lot of ways To make money Stay busy Stay busy Yeah Stay busy when does your relationship with Jamie Foxx happen? Because you were on the Jamie Foxx show. Right. When, where, where does where does that fall into? Crazy you brought that up. So I remember uh, Jamie pulling up in the 240ZX for the audition <laughs> wow. for A Living Color at the Laugh Factory. Pulling up in the 240ZX, Keenan be like, you ready? You know what I mean? Coming there and do that. I was still an amateur. I'd only been doing comedy maybe two, three years by that time. And uh, Jamie was just Jamie would always As he's rising up He would always still come back to the hood Meaning he would go to the Comedy Act Theater He would go to Maverick's Flat He would go to the Townhouse All the little hood spots Even though his star was rising He would still come back to the Black Comedy Clubs Right. And he would always just take a liking to this New young funny dude He heard I was a writer He knew I was funny He was like this dude's hysterical So I just kind of started hanging out with him Right and you know the hall and living color days and just being cool and uh years later we always stayed friends so when the jamie fox show came around 98 97 99 after we had finished fresh prince of bel-air he put me on i wasn't on the first two years right i was on the last three years of the jamie fox show so right. it was all relationships my my career has been relationships man and just following through you know what i mean yeah a lot of young and if anybody's listening right now they listen they got to understand this relationships. Not everybody's going to be the most talented dude in the world. But if people like you, you'll stay working. Right, right, right. You right. know what I mean? That's how stuff happened. That's how I got the wash. That's how I got, you know, all these classics. The, the Players Club. Ice Cube was always my boy. You know what I mean? Dr. Dre always looked out for me. Dr. Dre, people don't know this. He did all my music for my first hour comedy special, Straight Clowning. Oh, you couldn't pay man. for that. Right, right, right. right. When we got so finished. Cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did all the music for Straight Clowning. People were like, oh my God, Straight Clowning, comedy classic. Will Smith was on it with me. Dr. Dre was on it with me. Tyra Banks was on it with me. 
Jamie Foxx was on it. Dr. Dre did the music. Shaq. Those are all relationships. I couldn't play these biggest right. stars in the world. Right. I grew up with Tyra. We've been friends since high school. You know what I mean? Dang. Wrote on the Jamie Foxx show. I mean, was on the Jamie Foxx show. That's why he came on. You know, uh, you know, Will just always, you know, anything you need, Alex. So it was always relationships. Did you ever step back and take a look at like your success and say, oh my God? You know what, man? I never stepped back and said it like that as if it's over. Yeah, yeah. It only comes up when other people say it. Right. Like what you just said. Mm-hmm. Because for you, you're just living it. So you don't really look this. out, stand outside of yourself and be like, you know what? Wow. I've really done some real this cool pop- stuff. No, no, for real. <laughs> you, when you're just working, you don't really yeah. look at it now. You know, really like, you know what's really made me feel that and look at it more? Social media. Right. Uh, because yeah. the younger generation, they're the ones that remind me, oh my God. I grew up on you. Uh-huh. You know, like when you pro basketball players, whether you take a LeBron, a D Wade, or D'Angelo Russell, whoever, and he's younger, they're like, dog, I grew up watching you. I can name all your TV shows and movies. I'm like, thank you for making me feel Bro. 75. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, didn't you host The Last Supper? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you the baby in Roots? <laughs> didn't you do two episodes of The Jeffersons? You know what I mean? It just, you don't realize it until other people say it. Right. Like, you know what I mean? I look at it like, yeah, man, it's it's been a cool journey. You know what I mean? And now I have a daughter and I'm married and I kinda did it the opposite way. You know what I mean? I didn't I, I I'm not mad. I, I I wouldn't have been ready when I was younger. Right, right, right. You know, a lot of our homeboys that we grew up with, they started having mm-hmm. kids at an early age. They got married early. I'd say straight up, I would have been a horrible father and a horrible dad in my twenties because <laughs> I was wilding out in these Hollywood streets. Right, I know. Hey, here's the thing, man. When you when you heard that Alex Thomas was having a birthday party, dude. Oh my god, dog. When you heard Alex Thomas's party, you had to be there because it was going to be off the chain. I can't remember which one it was in Ten Hollywood in that I row. went to. I was like, this Dang. dude's party is. I'm Every talking year. about. Females at that joint A-list. Oh my god A-list Somebody came up to me I'll never forget Brandy came up to me Oh and she was D, You like, know how I love about Brandy Oh I love you yeah, That's my Brandy. girl right? I love me some Brandy She's like Alex You know I didn't feel bad That I couldn't get in your party When I saw Tyrese and Tyra Trying to jump a fence <laughs> <laughs> Now what years was this? It was went on 10 years So basically from uh, 94 Four to maybe 2004 Dang I missed the tail end of it Yeah it was cracking dude Like crazy It was cracking Crazy sure. crazy crazy Yeah man it, Like it just don't You don't realize it When you're in it When right, you're right. in the moment You just know You're working But when you do look back And you look at the body of work Or every day Every throwback Thursday On Instagram Somebody hits me With something else That right. I'm not I'm not even trying to I'm not exaggerating I'm not That I Forgot about Right Every right. week somebody Man I didn't even know That you was in that Players anthem or UGK video And I'm like I forgot uh, I was in that <laughs> Man I uh, forgot You was in Players Club Dog that was one of My favorite movies ever. Man legacy. that was you And Don't Be a Minute Oh dog I forgot that you was On Def Comedy Jam Ten times Like You just move on You right. don't even Right AM Caffeine Morning Show Show, show, show. Hey Yo Taj I'll be seeing you backstage and all that. I didn't know you was this tall in your heels. <laughs> but yeah, we finally got this right, you know? My crew, your crew. We're gonna make this do what it do. And your sleep. Baby, I feel as 
talk to me I'm like caught up in your words you see I just can't deny it anymore said two-part question how 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 important is it for you to still do stand up mm-hmm. and write because sometimes when you get when folks mm. are get so into the writing aspect they lose that stage whatever that is mm-hmm. they kind of lose that a little bit mm. how do you maintain both how do you maintain still being a writer but right, still right. knowing that you know I need to make sure that I'm in a club and you don't lose perspective? Yeah. A lot yeah, of times exactly. they lose perspective. Well, I have a real simple uh explanation for that. I keep my ear to the street. That's number one. That keeps me relevant. Right. Right? I also am a writer. I love to write. Like I'm that dude that like my wife is like, oh my God, I wake up in the middle of the night and an idea will come up I will get up There's a pad on the side of my bed Been this way for 25 years I will write Forget about it Wake up in the morning And there's a brand new joke On my bed On my, on right, my nightstand Right uh, Right Right. So I understand Like when Jay-Z came, Because a lot of When you pertain hip-hop Sometimes the comedy Is kind of similar When he was the first To be like I don't write I just be freestyle I'm like 
you have the most brilliant brain on the planet if you can mm. say that you did all these albums and you didn't write. But it's that it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's got to come from somewhere. Right. I, I hate when a comic gets on stage and either has nothing to say or he's just just freestyling. Time. Just, just freestyling. You, you got to have a direction on what you're trying to talk about. And you know, right. within minutes. Right. right. Now, here's the thing. A, a real true comedian, you do find things on stage. They're called bullet points. First of all, I have a ton of bullet points just over the last four days that I just wrote. I write the bullet point down because if I don't, I will oh, forget. forget it. Yeah, yeah. I thought I write bullet points, and then when I go on stage, I kind of find the joke. So a bullet point just over these last three days. Bullet points for me is... Can you believe all this craziness going on between Chris Brown and 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 and, and, and Soldier Boy? Uh-huh. Right. So the bullet point is just so I know that's the topic I'm gonna talk about. I don't really have all the jokes yet, but when I throw it out, I'll find a lot of it on stage. Right. Right. So I tried it out, it killed. Off that one bullet point, wow. I probably did 10 minutes. Right. And all I talked about was just the, so you get the premise of the joke here. I talked about, okay, is anybody in your 30 and older, right? How old are you? DJQ nice How old are you You over 30 Yeah okay. hey, You over 30 Yeah You over 30 So you're yeah. gonna appreciate this joke I was like dude Times have definitely Changed <laughs> From my generation Coming up Because It used to be If you got into A fight Or you had beef Or something At least The dude was in your genre Right <laughs> <laughs> In the 90s Rappers weren't fighting With R&B, R&B. Right, you know, right. A doctor is not gonna get Into a fight With the dude at Target You right. know what I mean Right It's two different worlds Right I say I, I got on stage. I said, "This is ridiculous. What's, this beef thing is going a little too far." You would have never heard LL Cool J back in the day talk about, "Yeah, uh, when I see Luther Vandross, I'm a whip his ass." Just let Luther know that right now. Right. You know, right. you never heard of NWA having beef with New Edition. Right. 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 I see you in the streets. You know, straight out of Boston. <laughs> right. Crazy name Bobby. You know what I mean? You just so I got into that whole subject of talking about the difference between these artists today. And you know Back in the day So these are all Little bullet points That I wrote down And I've just been Trying it out The whole thing With like Soldier Boy About to fight him I'm like first of all I don't think either One of them Is going to touch each other Because they both Coming from dancer backgrounds Right right You know what I mean So I do the whole act With Chris Brown Trying to box But doing R&B dance moves Yeah <laughs> You know Soldier Boy's like What did you Right, like it's, right. It's really going to turn into a battle To a right? dance battle right. right So then I say First of all Okay And now you got Mike Tyson and Floyd Mayweather oh, behind man. the fight. Yeah. Right? I said, the only thing they're missing right now is they got to add a little color to this and they're going to have to add some women. They need to, <laughs> even if they have to create some beef. I said, so there's got to be a couple of undercards. You know what I mean? <laughs> we need to get like Justin Timberlake versus Justin Bieber. Right, right. <laughs> you know, we need to get like Cardi B versus Jocelyn Hernandez. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Like yeah. a real girl fight. Right, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? So, you know, just, and I just was. Oh dang Okay I just went out okay. But you can still hear me right yes. yeah, yeah So yeah I just write ideas down Now I may have to do that joke 10-15 times Until you get right. it Until you get it right Yeah and, and it just it just builds Right But I am a writer I, I have to write down my topics Because I have so much to talk about Right You know what I mean I have a whole section I talk about being a new dad You know what I mean I just have bullet points Okay my daughter loves Frozen You know what I mean uh, Expensive uh, strollers. I right. have a whole. You, you have kids? No. Nobody has kids. No kids. No, I do. No kids. He does. Boy, girl, girl. But she's grown now. But she's grown now. But you do remember buying a stroller because you were in her life, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know how old is she? Twenty-one. Okay. So twenty-one years have passed. You know, strollers are like nineteen hundred now, right? <laughs> right. They come with they come with heat they come with heated seats, Wi Fi, and Bluetooth. <laughs> Wi Fi everything. Right? I have a whole 
joke I do about that because right. it's the truth. You got to put out like a down so payment. Thank you. Hey, thank Dude, you, Jesus. I, I walked into some high-end luxury uh, stroller store in Beverly Hills with my oh, wife. Oh, yes. And they told me 1900 for the stroller. I was like, does it come with a pink slip? Right, right. He's like, well, you know, this is the Mercedes Man. Benz of strollers. <laughs> I was like, well, can you take me to the 82 Cutlass area? <laughs> <laughs> the, the Nova. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you have a Prius section? <laughs> uh, my daughter was born last Thursday. She doesn't need Wi-Fi. Right, right. She doesn't have an email yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so these are all topics that I know people can relate to. Yeah. But I'm the new dad, so I have I can keep going on. Like guys our age that we grew up with, first thing they always say to me is, "Alex, this your first kid?" Right. So, whoa, 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 whoa! I know you twenty. You only got one. You just now starting. <laughs> How did you do it? I'd be like, "Man, my pullout game is amazing." Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and condoms were my best friend. Right. Hey. I wasn't gonna be like a lot of the homies getting going up to paradise and right. getting somebody pregnant that night. Right, right. I knew I wasn't ready. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't feel bad that I waited to get married found the right woman and I did it you know people you're an older dad now I'm like I'm like it's cool man because oh, now good. now I'm going to give my daughter all the love I can give you're her ready. and I mean yeah. and I'm ready yeah. I wouldn't have been ready back then right. my daughter would have been meeting side chicks and stuff back <laughs> in the day I don't need my daughter coming home and telling my wife that mommy have you met peaches you right. know what I mean <laughs> So Rock is a real nice girl, mommy. Like I wouldn't need that. Like all these extra aunts. Like you mean uh, yeah. uh, Auntie Hennessy? Yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, what do you have coming up? What are you working on that folks can look out for? I got a brand new comedy uh, Netflix series coming out. It's Netflix brand oh. new animated series called Motown. And it's executive produced by Smokey Robinson. It's their first huge uh, comedy animated series. We're doing 104 episodes. We shot like 20 so far. We shoot about six a week. And uh, Barry Gordy and uh, Smokey Robinson are executive producers. So it was a blessing. Like the people that uh, I worked with for 10 years over at Family Guy. They called me like, we got a role for you. Mm. Smokey oh, wants you. Because I've been playing golf with Smokey for years. Right. And he found, he found out that I was one of the stars of Family Guy. And he's like, I'm about to do this animated series about the history of Motown. We're like the kids. Like, we were, we're kids of, like, you know, the Temptations and the Jackson 5 and... And the uh, you know everybody that had anything to do with Motown in the sixties and seventies, but it's all of us as kids, right? So that's going to be coming out this summer. So that's you guys got to look forward to that oh. Netflix called Motown. Nice. That's so, yeah, amazing. Oh wait, that's a good look. That yeah, really is. For animation is a cool, cool gig. Yeah, and you, and you can just go to work in, in your PJs so you right. don't got a trip. Right. You know, that's you can just exactly throw up anything, throw on your biker shorts and be out. And wow. my biker shorts. Yeah, and your fanny pack and be ready to go <laughs> and just chill. And all you're doing is reading. I don't have to memorize nothing or nothing. So. Right. It's a good look, man. Oh man, that that sounds really dope, and it's already another comedy you- special too. So, and, and when is that? So are you doing that yourself? Uh, I'm supposed to be shooting that later this year. I'm pray I'm in negotiations right now with Netflix. Okay, mm. so I'm hoping it goes to them. Right. Uh, I just signed with Steve Harvey's management company, so that's you know that's a good look for this year coming in. Yeah, Steve gets it in. Oh yeah, Steve is about to you know without I'm not letting the cat out the bag, but he's about to do. Uh, uh, Oprah-ish, Tyler Perry-ish I mean, he, every type time, deal he's got, out here now. I don't know how many damn hosting jobs oh, that yeah, dude yeah, he, Every he, time you turn on the TV, you see Steve Harvey. Put it this way. They about to give him about 102 million, 100, 200 million to just say, do whatever you want to do. Wow. TV, movies, radio, whatever. he got a piece of the pageant thing, Absolutely. Yeah. He, he's got TV show. He's got radio show. He's got game shows. So a few of my show yeah. ideas... 
uh, ah. they're ready to pick up and stuff oh, like that. So outside man. of me just being the comedian, the actor, I've also developed shows, a reality series, and all that. So right, big year coming up, man. My my baby got to eat. Right, that's right. She needs some and, new shows. And if you ever on, you know, follow <laughs> Alex on social media, his daughter is the cutest thing. Thank I seen you. The, he had a picture the other day where she had her her umbrella with the matching yeah, galoshes boots. boots. I was like, oh, she's doing way too much. She <laughs> my was, wife is her she stylist. She was so fly. Doing big. She <laughs> was so fly. Yes, yes, yes. My wife is her stylist. I love that. My daughter's name is Halo. Her hashtag oh, is bro. I love you Halo. <laughs> ah. So if you see the, I love you Halo, that's my baby. My wife is her name is Brazy. Her hashtag is Team Brazy. She she's not she doesn't actually have an Instagram or a Twitter, which is great. My right. wife can care less about, about that. all that stuff. That's that's what I do. But yeah, I'm a proud new dad, man. It's it's, it's a new chapter in my life. Right, keeps me grounded. You know, you have to manage your time differently than when you Indeed. were single and when you was just like Brazy and I always say like. 19 months ago We were just Brazy and Alex Right right. Now we're you mommy could, and daddy Right you could do Whatever you wanted yeah, to do Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. So so it's cool man It's like all my friends Have already had their kids I'm like the new daddy On the block Right yeah, but Enjoy yeah, that no, 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 Once, once that college tuition Kick in I heard Oh god <laughs> I heard like in three weeks You're gonna be asking For the car keys oh, Right yeah. Yeah. But they can follow me On Instagram You know yes. At funny man Alex Thomas my, my, funny fa- man. my Facebook is funny man Alex Thomas. Twitter same thing. You know what, man? I, I barely tweet anymore. I barely like I'm on I'm on Instagram, Instagram twenty four seven. Right. Like right. I don't do MySpace anymore. Right. <laughs> no, or, black planet, no, no black planet. No black planet. No black planet. You know, no black folks meet. <laughs> but my great grandmama's on it. You right. know what I mean? I'm not on that MySpace. The farmers only is what kills me. That what farmers is that, only man? commercial. It's a, a dating site for farmers. For farmers. Yeah. It's called FarmersOnly.com And it's on a commercial on yeah. TV Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And So yeah. the farmer farming community is huge or something? Hey, that's I, central, appa- that's apparently Central California Central California A real farmer Yeah, like yeah real the farmer. commercial With goats and cows and The commercial is the tractors. funniest thing They're in tractors Or there's a guy who rolls up in a in a sports car But Stop the girl it. not feeling him Because he ain't a cowboy Hilarious. So, do they only hook up with farmer chicks or regular ladies too? That's I mean, much I would, what they're looking for, I think, the farmer chicks. Yeah, that's yeah. what it seems like. Like they Where want a farmer. They want a, a farmer. No, you're not telling me they're black. Of course not. Damn. I'm about to say I ain't met a, a, a black uh, farmer chick or a black cowboy. Yeah, no. I mean, I know they're out there, but they I, might as well just call that uh, white people meat. Like it's the same <laughs> thing because there's no black people going to be on farmersonly.com. Speaking of white people, are we allowed to talk about politics here? Yeah. How much time do we have? Time? To, did we, we do, do an hour that fast, dude? Yeah, we really did. See what happens when time when you're having a fun. Good time. Yeah, we do because there's so much we could talk about politics. And I've known I, I you so long, man. I, I've known you so long. When we talk, it's like. It's like we're not really talking. We're talking. It's, it's, it's like we're on being on the phone. Exactly. It's so natural. Right. Dude, did an hour go by that fast? It went, yes. It, it's been an hour. So we can't wow. even talk it's about like uh, Donald Trump. Can't talk about Donald Trump. Ah, we're going to have to come back we and do another back, one. Man. You guys we'll have got to come whole show within itself. You guys got the email, though, right? If he's still in office. If he's still in office. You got the email? Did you get the email this week? What was that? I just got the email yesterday. They're talking about as of, I think, April 3rd. That all black people are going to have to report back to the cotton fields. Did you guys hear oh, that? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. He's he's cut some type of bill. We gonna all have to get back to picking cotton. So just same way you're trying to send the Mexicans back over the wall, yeah. right? You're gonna send to us back to, to, to pick cotton. But, but here's the thing: 
Donald Trump is the type dude that'll make cotton picking like a six figure a year <laughs> job. So, so a brother gonna have to make a decision. <laughs> right. So I got a question for you, Doc. Right now, what's the only salary? You. What's the salary? I'm about to say for a half a million know, dollars a year, would you pick cotton? Yes or no? Just a yes or no. For a half a million dollars a year, Doc. And I just needed a yes or no so I can tell you what I'm about to say. Yes or no? Would you Wee. pick cotton for half a million dollars a year? No, but that's no, okay. That's, you a cotton picking lot, right? <laughs> because tough. I am going to be out there that's in tough. some Beats by Dre, <laughs> some fresh new Jordans, and a Gucci backpack. That's tough. And I'm gonna be out there stepping in the field. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna come up with a new dance, and I'm gonna be leaving in my Maserati. Smoke deep. Could you do it for half a million dollars a to pick cotton? Real. Yeah, I'm, what I'm doing now for like four four uh, figures. <laughs> Right <laughs> Brother I'm gonna be pulling away And you look at my license plate It's gonna say Got cotton <laughs> <laughs> Got cotton Got cotton Not got milk Got cotton Got, got, got cotton AM Caffeine Morning Show <laughs> Man <laughs> Alex Thomas rocks with us Make sure you follow him On Instagram Funny and, man and, Alex and, Thomas There it is My man Alex And the hashtag Thomas. Is the funny don't stop Funny don't stop AM Caffeine Morning Show You guys enjoy The rest of your day Thanks Alex Yo
Sunshine.